Hey guys, thanks for joining us today. Welcome to Balancing Life with the Browns. I'm Brent Brown. And I'm Janine Brown. We have been married almost 13 years and have a wonderful marriage. We are excited about life, love learning, growing and sharing with others what we have learned. Our purpose is to encourage and equip you to fulfill your purpose, live a balanced life, be intentional leaders that live with passion, resolve, have strong homes and marriages, and fulfill your potential. We want to join you on your journey, walk with you by sharing our faith stories and others' faith stories to help you face your fears and accomplish your dreams. We're so excited to get started, so get ready. This is Balancing Life with the Browns. There is no such thing as a perfect marriage because it is made of two imperfect people. God is the only one that is perfect, and having him in the middle of your marriage guarantees perfection in all of the imperfect circumstances. Y'all, we are glad to be with you today. We are glad to uh, be sharing this today. It's a little bit of a heavier topic, but we are so excited to be able to share with you something that we feel is going to change and improve your marriage. Perfection is a deception. Yes, it absolutely is. There is no such thing as perfection, but we come into marriage with such high expectations, don't we? Um, and we don't have time to go into all of that. We teach lessons about expectations, but when it comes to marriage, we all come in with certain expectations, what we expect our spouse to be like, what we expect them to, to, to act like. And um, those, those expectations come from a variety of places. It could come from the Hollywood marriages or, you know, the not Hollywood marriages, Lord for like, let's hope we never judge anything by them, <laughs> but the fake marriages on the screen, right? The movie marriages that seem so perfect. The uh, Hallmark. Hallmark. Yes. <laughs> every Hallmark man is, is like every man, right? Of course. No, they're not. Uh, but we have these expectations and we come into marriage with them. And when those expectations are not met, that can cause uh, conflict. Right. So we're going to talk about some working definitions here. Um, we're doing this one a little bit different. So um, we just want to go over some details about what we're actually talking about, because you could honestly, for this uh, particular podcast, we want to have some working definitions specifically for what we're talking about today. So um, expectation of perfection is a deception. So perfection means sinless, flawless, or free of defect. Okay. I don't know about you, but I don't know anybody, especially my spouse or myself, that is perfect. Mm -hmm. We both, um, you know, it says uh, in the word of God that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Um, none of us are without flaws and none of us are free from defect. Um, so then deception 
is a trick or scheme to get what you want. And we're going to get into that right now, what that actually means, because I could sound, oh, what does that mean? Does that mean we're trying to trick someone? Yeah. No, it's it's this idea that perfection um, is attainable and it really is unattainable and elusive. Yeah. And so we are, if we're expecting perfection in our spouse, we are the ones that's deceived. Right. Right. Yeah. Yes. So, um, cause it's elusive. It'll mm-hmm. never happen. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, like Brent was saying, there are different ways that, uh, we think of perfection, right. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get into why we think this way, but we'll just give some examples of where that comes from. Um, it can come from our upbringing. You know, um, maybe we were live, or I'm sorry, maybe we, maybe we grew up in a home where we were expected to perform or be perfect. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's very natural, right? That, that happens a lot. Yeah. Um, maybe we had a teacher or someone in our life that um, we felt we really respected, but they expected a lot from us. And so we wanted to please them, you know, so there are different reasons why um, we can expect perfection from others. And it's usually the way we grew up. Um, that's kind of one of the main reasons, or like Brent said, maybe a movie you watched, or maybe it's, um, you know, what you hear in the media, or we just expect so much. And honestly, you cannot do that from your spouse. So why do we expect perfection? And what happens when we move past that, right? So um, selfishness. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is such a harsh word, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. No one wants to think of themselves as selfish. Right. But really, from the time we we're born, we grow up being selfish until we mature. So we're going to talk about selfishness and maturity. Yeah. Let's talk about selfishness first. Okay. Let's get the hard work out of the way. <laughs> Selfishness. Um, why are we selfish? Why are we selfish? So like you said, we're all kind of born that way. A toddler, it, their favorite word is mine, right? I want it's what just, I want. I want what I want. Yeah. And, they and want I want it now. It now. And they're going to throw a tantrum until right. they get it. Right. So it's uh, it, because of the fall of man, it's something that is just built into us. And we have to, we have to grow out of that. So of when course. we go into a marriage... Mm-hmm. We're used to being all about us, right? right? Ourselves, Mm -hmm. the husband, the wife, they're about themselves before they get married, right? right? I mean, unless they have matured, but a lot of times younger marriages, Mm -hmm. even older marriages, I mean, you are stuck with you, right? Right. So you think about yourself. That's not really a a bad thing in a way because you, you learn to protect yourself. Mm -hmm. You learn to you know, make sure that your needs are met. Right. Yeah. And then you come into a marriage. Mm-hmm. What would you say happens then? Well, then you need to learn to take care of the other person as well. Yes. Um. So yeah, when you're not selfish, you're thinking of the other person above yourself. Yes. Which is a great Christian attitude to have. Yes, definitely. (laughs) Let's just give a small example. Okay. If you get, if you're, let's say you're sitting together, snuggling, watching a movie, right? (laughs) And you get up to go to the kitchen to get something, maybe a bowl of ice cream. We don't eat ice cream, but if we were going to get it, if I was going to get a bowl of ice cream, 
I would probably not. Me, now that I'm older and more mature, right? Wiser in my old years. <laughs> I would not come back to the to the couch without something for you. Right. Right. Or I'm, you would like, be I'm sharing consi- with me. I'd be sharing with you. I'm considering you. Like I that's just in, in our marriage at least, that's how it is. I don't because we we think about each other, we love each other to, to on the simple things to to do that. Right. I there are lots of marriages that aren't that considerate. Right. They, they are don't they just the or they just you know, they're thinking all about themselves and they're mm-hmm. not thinking about the other. So yeah. selfishness, um, there are some reasons that are, that are understandable, you know, why people might be selfish. So one is we're, we're born that way. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> and, um, we want to feel safe. Right. So right. when you're talking about a marriage, when you expect perfection from your spouse, yes. A lot of times that's because that person wants to feel safe. Yeah. Okay. So right. like an example of that is you don't want them to mess up or you don't want them to, um, I'm trying to think of a good example. Like you don't, yeah, like you, you're like they, you're relying on them. You, yeah. Yeah. And so if they, if they're not meeting those expectations and it doesn't make you feel safe, you're afraid that whatever, either a big thing or a little thing that it's not going to be met. That's not going to happen. If you can't rely on them, you want to be able to trust them. And every relationship is built on trust. Right. And wanting to feel safe is not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. You should make your spouse feel safe. That's your responsibility. Absolutely. But maturity says, I know you're human. Yeah. And that's hard because we're married and we expect a lot of each other because they're your, they're your person. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> they, they need to do what you need them to do to make you feel better. Right. Cause that's right. selfishness. That's a selfish side, but the mature side says, I love you. And I know you're human Yeah, and you can't be perfect. Right. So that's good. Now the next one is we want to feel loved. Yeah, of course. Okay? So it's not a bad thing, but no. it is our selfish side. Right. It's that side of saying, I want to know that I'm loved above all else. Yeah. So a common, I would say a very common one that would exemplify this is um, communication, a lack of communication or, you know, uh, us men are notorious for not hearing the whole conversation. Oh my word. <laughs> so that happens. This may have so, happened may on have the happened. way to church tonight. This just happened occasionally. I, okay. Now this is a funny story. This is hilarious. So I literally said three things that I thought we should do. And then like two minutes later, not even two minutes, my husband as wonderful as he is says, you know what? I have a really good idea. And I thought he was being sarcastic because he literally repeated what I just said. That's true. And I'm looking at him and he goes, did you just say that? And I was like, yes. Yeah. I said exactly that. So I was like, oh my word, you did not even listen. No, I don't to do I that saying. very often. You have to admit. Okay. I, I don't. <laughs> like I may not hear everything you have to say, but I don't repeat everything you no, just no, said no, as no. if it you was don't my do that. idea. No. no, but I thought you were being funny because I was <laughs> yeah. like, um, are you serious? Like, are yeah. you making fun of me? Because you literally just repeat what I said. Right. So. So, um, but yeah. So <clears throat> communication, if you don't hear your spouse. Yes or you're not listening to your spouse, right? 
then that would definitely make you feel unloved. Right. You know, if it's a constant thing. Right. And maturity says, I know I'm loved. Mm -hmm. So whatever's going on, there's a reason. Yeah. It's not because I'm unloved. It's It's not because I'm unloved. It's because there's something going on. They're stressed. They've had a hard day at work. Maybe something's going on in their heart and they don't know how to deal with it and they don't know how to share it with you. Okay. That could be any number of things. Another one is pride. Okay. So you're expecting your spouse to have perfection because you're prideful because you, um, you want, you want them to do exactly what you want. Because you have pride in your life. Yeah. And you want to look a lot greater than you really are. Right. And so, yeah, don't, don't do anything to make us look bad here. Right. And so humility says, I'm not perfect. So if my spouse isn't doing something the way I want them to, I understand because they're not perfect either. Yeah. And man, pride can really make you uptight. Can you just, I mean, imagine like, walking around constantly feeling that that tension of what if our bubble is burst you know like yeah. that's not fun like, I wanna, and it's I wanna, elusive yeah it's elusive it's it's you can never reach it anyways so if you feel like you're you know if you're trying to impress people right mm-hmm. and maybe your spouse you know says the wrong thing and you're like oh my word like you're getting so angry because you expect them to be perfect yeah then you are being selfish, right? Because yeah. humility says, you know what? I say things that aren't right either. I may not say the right thing all the time either. Mm-hmm. And I have to give grace to them and mercy to them to say, you know what? I mean, it's fine. <laughs> and like, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes when you're first married, you can get really uptight about things like that because maybe you grew up that way. And so we have to learn to just say, you know, and, and what does that do to your spouse when you are making them feel like they can't say anything because they can't say anything. Right. Right. Oh man. Yeah. Walk on, talk about walking on eggshells. Right. And there's a, I think there's a scripture that even talks about, you know, um, and this is actually talking about a woman, (laughs) but a, um, a, a brawling woman, it's better to, you know, be in the house the corner of the roof or the attic or something (laughs) Something there's several scriptures i'm probably mixing them all together i didn't have that one written down but it's a continual dripping right like a woman that's just constantly nitpicking right so that's wanting perfection because of pride yeah which leads to the next one is you don't want to be embarrassed by your spouse and we're and um we're what we're talking about here is um, dealing with a sin issue or covering, covering up a sin issue that might embarrass you if it came out. Right. Right. So like if you get in a fight or maybe someone who's had adultery, I mean, this is, you know, this is a huge thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but we're going to talk about how to move past these things in a minute, but just know that, you know, your marriage is not over just because there's sin. Yeah. And, right. and, Absolutely. and that is where perfection has to be thrown out the window yeah. because none of us are perfect and we are all capable of doing horrendous things. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's where maturity comes in. So what does maturity say? Maturity says, 
love covers a multitude of sins. We're not covering up the sin. We're covering it with love. We're loving someone that God gave us, that we made a vow to honor, to love, you know, um, till death do us part. We said, you know, for richer, for poorer, for better, for worse, in sickness and in health. Mm-hmm. So we've made a commitment. It's a choice. And so that says love covers a multitude of sins. First Corinthians 13 says, love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thanks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. I love that. One of my favorite scriptures, actually, when we were dating, um, Brent got me a box for Valentine's Day with that written on the box that had some candies and stuff in it. Um, And y'all, this is something that we love because think about it. When you can move past certain things, right? You can move past imperfections in your spouse. Um, That means that you're not thinking evil of them, right? Mm -hmm. You're thinking, you're thinking good things, right? Um, You're not puffed up. You're not, you're not parading yourself. You're not, and you suffer long. And we're kind. We just were at a wedding, beautiful wedding. And our pastor said in it, um, for the hardness of their heart, they were divorced. So he prayed over their marriage that they would have a softness of heart, right? Is that the word he used? Softness? Yeah. He, yeah. He was saying that the softness of the heart is what keeps divorce away. Yeah. Yeah. So we have to keep our hearts tender. We have to keep our hearts soft. So I love that we're talking about this because I think this is something that's pretty common in most marriages, especially early on, you know, because you, you have those high expectations. So how do we move past this? So number one, we forgive. Forgiveness is such a powerful thing in marriage. You have to have it. Marriage is the, uh, sorry, uh, forgiveness, um, just keeps everything flowing. Like it's the, um, it's the oil, you know, it's, it's the oil that keeps the friction away. I love that. You you have to have forgiveness in your marriage. I love that. And you can have a supernatural forgiveness. Mm -hmm. You, you invite God into your marriage, into your trial, into your disappointment with your spouse, whatever is going on. If you can allow him in, he can help you supernaturally forgive. Otherwise you're holding on to bitterness and hurt and anger, and it's going to eat you up. So we know that the first thing that we have to do to move past any kind of idea of perfection in marriage is forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The next thing would be to grow. Oh You've yeah. Got to be growing personally and as a marriage, as a married couple you need to be growing as well. Yes. Yeah, growing so, in the same direction. Right. So we're going to read the word, fasting, prayer, and then maturing also is about um, when we're growing, it's about people that we surround ourselves with. 
So if you want a good marriage, you find a good marriage, right? And you listen to podcasts, you read books, whatever it takes for you to grow in those areas that you need growth in. And how do we know if we need growth? Well, we always need growth for number one, right? And number two, we have to be introspective. So we have to be intentional about saying, okay, where was I at fault? How could I have dealt with this better? Did I react or did I respond in love? You know, did I react with you need to get it right? Or did I respond in love? Right. Right. I mean, it, it, it's simple as that. Like, yeah. are how are you acting in this situation? Yeah. And also your spouse is going to be much more able to be patient with you if they know that you're working on something. So if you, you know, they see you reading a book about a subject that you want to grow in, uh, they see you reading your Bible and praying, yes. it's, they're, they're going to be much more likely to be patient with you as you grow, as you are with them. Right. Because if you are doing nothing and you're being very carnal, mm -hmm. your spouse is not going to feel safe and they are going to become selfish and they're going to be in that place of, I expect you to be perfect. <laughs> Right. So it is a circle that, you know, we have to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And so the third and final thing is love. Love is a choice. Um, so you're going to love your spouse where they are, and you're going to do it like you would want them to love you. So we're going to believe the best. So I love the scripture and we're going to end with this today. Philippians 4, 8, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, Whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. I love this scripture for a marriage because if you can get it some form uh, to put on your wall, it is a good reminder that when you got married, you married someone who loved you, right? Mm -hmm. So when something's going wrong or they're not doing what you want and, and you're trying to figure it out, or maybe, maybe there's sin, whatever it is, you have to think about what's true, what's honest, what's just, what's pure, what's lovely. Do you know that your spouse loves you? Of course they do but they are not perfect. And so you cannot expect that perfection. It is a deception. It is a scheme. It is a trick of the devil, right? If we're honest here and, and we're talking about marriage, we're talking about the word today and it makes you feel like you're going to get what you want, but really it is a lie. It is something that is elusive and it will never, ever happen. Um, so we have to learn to mature and cover sins or even faults or flaws with a multitude with with love we need to cover it with love yes we do and the same way that god has been merciful with you yes. and shown you grace is the same way that you should show your spouse that same mercy and grace amen i love that guys we are here for you if you need anything you can reach out to us you can email us um in the show notes we'll have our Balancing life with the Browns.com. Uh, you can like and share this so that many other couples um, can be released and be set free from this idea that perfection 
is something that you can attain in a marriage. It is not. Um, there is only one who is perfect and his name is Jesus. And when we go to him, then like that quote said at the beginning, we can have perfection in all of our imperfect circumstances. We are praying for you. We love you. And we want you to always remember faith takes balance and balance takes faith. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much for joining us today with Balancing Life with the Browns. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe wherever you subscribe to podcasts. And if you would do us a favor, please take a picture of this podcast and share it to social media so others can join us in Balancing Life with the Browns. Thank you.